Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is usually not longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So you've been traveling. Yes. And I feel like, I feel like you've, you've had just a, an ultra-fun time. Uh, I, can't, I can't figure out a better way to work that in. <laughs> I have had an ultra-fun time. It is absolutely true. So you've been testing the Apple Watch Ultra. Yeah. And I, I look forward to this, you know, in the same way, like, you know, like there are certain reviewers for certain products where I really want to hear their take because either, either, you know, I trust their opinion way more than other people on a certain type of thing and or I know they're going to test it in ways that other reviewers might not. And this was especially why I'm so happy to hear what you think of the Apple Watch Ultra because in part, this is, this is like a million percent in your wheelhouse uh, you know, the the only way it would be even better is if it somehow ran widgets, which it sort of does with complications. But, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's something that it, it's the Apple Watch, which, you know, you you have written more watch software than anybody, including, I think, everybody inside Apple. Um, and you use the watch and know the watch better than almost anyone I know or than anyone I know. And also you are a huge like outdoorist you know you do a lot of these long hikes and and you, you spend a lot of time out in nature you, spent, you you have spent a lot of time with the apple watch's competitors uh, the apple watch ultra's competitors i should say like the the you know sport watches you like you you know that industry you've you use them you know what they're good at and and you know where the apple watch could be pushed far before and where the ultra might be able to be pushed even further and so this seems like like I want to know everything about what you think about the Apple Watch Ultra because you are one of the only people I know who is even qualified to tell me this. For sure, well that is a that is a kind introduction, but uh, yeah. So I mean, it was fun. So I got my Ultra as last Friday as we're recording this on release day, which was exciting and always a little bit. Um, it's, it's always a little bit like scary with something like this because I really wanted it day one. Like that was a a much bigger you know, sort of pressure for me for this one than, than normally, because I wanted to immediately head out on an expedition as a result. So like I, my, I actually, I got my order in, which was, I think I ordered, if you remember, I was in Disney world during the event and I think I ordered it on the bus back from a park because that was when they opened pre-orders. <laughs> so like a little bit frantic, but I got a day one order. And it, thankfully the nice thing with the ultra ultra is there's only one model. So it was very straightforward from an ordering perspective. It's just like the ultra, yes, that one. Like, I guess I could, I could choose which strap I wanted, and I ended up with the the orange alpine strap, which is by far the best strap. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I got that, and I b- booked a trip to essentially, you know, that evening. Um, I headed on, got onto a sleeper train, and took the train up to the Scottish Highlands, which. Uh, I think, you know, for me is the perfect place to test a device like this. Cause for me, it's the best place to go hiking. And, you know, I'm sure there are uses for an ultra that are different than, you know, the way that I, I intend to use it. And, you know, my type of activity, which is, you know, hiking, backpacking, general sort of scrambling and outdoorsiness. It's not extreme in the sense of it's like, I'm not, you know, going into the Himalayas and doing like true Alpine work or, you know, going deep sea diving or running across the Sahara or all of the kind of use cases that Apple seem to be indicating um, in some of their uh, advertising. But it's like, I'm just a slightly more keen than typical hiker, backpacker person, you know, where I've done a lot of this over the years. I've do a lot of backpacking. I can, and I do a lot of hikes that are of, you know, 
substantial length, you know, where it's, I'm the kind of person who will often go for a hike that's, you know, 15, 20 miles long, uh, in a, in a stretch where I've run into issues previously with, um, a traditional Apple watch where it isn't quite up to, uh, that kind of activity. And so I was really excited to see a device that, you know, in many ways felt like Apple was targeting directly at me both in terms of the activities I do and then in terms of my development interest and things that I do uh, on that side. So it was like super exciting. Got on, you know, got on a train and off I went. That's fantastic. I, like I was, I'm, I was so hoping you would do this. And I, and of course I, I was pretty sure that you would. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, I think what's, and what's exciting about that is it's like, now I get, yeah, I get to combine the two things, like my two favorite things. So I can work on, the development side. So like part of this trip was a development trip in terms of I'm working, I've been working on it for a long time, but this, this certainly sort of raised it to the top of the stack. I've been working on a mapping app, a navigation app for uh, the Apple watch for a while. Um, and it's, it works perfectly with this, especially combined with live activities Like you could run it on your watch or on your iPhone and have it, you know, sort of do backcountry navigation. So it's perfect from a development perspective. And I did a lot of work on that. Uh, while I was there. And then also it's, you know, it's just fun to try a new device, try to try something new. And so it's like, I don't know exactly the best way to kind of walk through it here, but I think there is definitely some interesting things that I learned from a development perspective beyond just the kind of like high level, like my experience and thoughts um, on the ultra, but that's probably a good place to start. It's just like my high level thoughts and thesis about this device. Yeah, please. Cause one thing I, you know, I, I would like to know basically as as developers, I mean, first of all, I didn't get one because, frankly, I don't need it, and I don't, I don't think my watch app really needs any changes as a result of the Ultra's existence. Um, besides, just making sure it looked good on the um, on the screen size, which otherwise, it's, you know, everything else seems to be fairly automatic for most apps. Um, yeah. But but I'm curious, like you know, from from a developer's point of view, as well as a user's point of view, like, but from a developer's point of view, I'm curious, like. Is there anything that we really should be taking advantage of on the Ultra that you, that maybe is not obvious? Like, you know, the, I think the screen size is obvious. The action button, maybe. Like, is there anything else that we should be really taking advantage of? Or is this mostly a, a you know, user benefit, first of all? And then second of all, is it mostly a benefit only for certain types of apps? Yeah, and I, th- I, think, so, so I think screen size and the action button are the two biggest immediate things. And I think screen size... There's the straightforward, like, does your app work on the new screen correctly? That are you ma- are you making any assumptions um, related to size and do that you need to address? Or I think we, I believe we do need to recompile our apps, otherwise they're letterboxed or pillboxed or something. Oh, really? Um, oh, crap! <laughs> I didn't do them. that. I, mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I think it's I think it's just if, if you built with WatchOS nine, it's fine. oh with the GM, right? Yeah, I, I think it's fine there, but. Try that. Um, you know. <laughs> but, Let me know if my um, screen looks weird on your watch. <laughs> yeah, I think it looks fine. Um, but I think the bigger thing, honestly, is that it was really interesting using an Apple Watch Ultra intently for three days. So I was probably good. Like the, the context of my trip was went up to Scotland, spent three days um, hiking. I did about 61 miles in total of hiking uh, over those three days. Um, and tried it in a variety of different sort of contexts. Like I used it with just the Apple app. I used my app. I used it compared to a Coros sport watch. I used it compared to a series seven Apple watch. Um, and I did a variety of different things. And it's probably worth saying like the best way to get a sense of my trip is I did a, a YouTube video, which I'll have a link to in the show notes for this, 
where I talked through in great detail kind of all of these things. But I think what was really interesting seeing it is it's like the size of this watch feels like it crosses this boundary where while it's well, I think, you know, as developers, we need to take take use of this space in terms of making sure that it works. But I'm also really intrigued to see if there's extra things that we can do to make use of this space that it is a seriously big screen, like in a way that feels more more different than just the whatever four millimeters larger that it is than the uh, the forty five millimeter. Like it almost like it, it feels like it crosses it crosses this cognitive boundary in my mind where suddenly it didn't feel like a watch. It felt a bit more like a computer. It felt a bit more like a like a really small iPhone. I mean, and obviously it's like I think it has a higher resolution screen than the original iPhone, which you know is always <laughs> just slightly comedic to think about. Um, but there is something different about it. And I'm, I'm haven't quite settled yet on exactly what I want to do with that. But it was really interesting to get this feeling of when you look at your wrist, it is big enough, like interacting with even like two finger gestures. Is it maybe a good place to, to, to sort of make this more concrete? Like a two finger gesture typically on an Apple watch previously would have felt really crowded and you know like in my app i do some mapping and so i use the digital crown to zoom in and out on the map which makes a lot of sense and it certainly is think still something that i will um continue to offer but it was almost like huh i wonder if i need to should, should explore doing pinch to zoom as well because it's big enough that like two normal fingers can actually reasonably fit on the screen and you know without completely covering it and so like those types of thoughts are what's starting to come through my mind now that the ultra screen is big enough in a way that is like really interesting. And particularly, I would definitely in the back of my mind, like was thinking, especially because if, I, if you make an app that is watchOS nine only, then you can drop support for the series three. Um, oh, and, that's fantastic. I forgot right? about which, that. <laughs> which is, which obviously it's like dropping people out of, I mean, it's not like I'm just saying this out of spite, but it's like, that is a really interesting in terms of de- developing an app whose, you know, that can, that, that the smallest screen it will need to fit on is a series four. And the series four screens are much, you know, very different than this, you know, a 38 millimeter series three screen is like the little postage stamp compared to, even the 40 millimeter series four, and then certainly compared to this. And so there's a lot of interesting things and a lot of going edge to edge in terms of the way that you can kind of fill the, you know, on the series three, you could never really fill the display. It would always have, it was always just this rectangle floating in a black, um, in a black space. Whereas, you know, once they sort of, once Apple went to the rounded corner screen approach, you get this slightly different look and feel to things. And so it's really intriguing. And I think from a developer perspective, that's the thing that I'm most intrigued about playing with. And I think something that is worth thinking about, like, is there a control? Is there a, you know, when I think about like an overcast, is there a, a different or an alternative arrangement of buttons or another option you could show or make something clearer or bigger um, if you do it this way? And so that was just something that um, I think is my first reaction. It's like, whoa, this is, this is really cool and fun. And a proper computer that is now strapped to my wrist. That's really interesting. And and I'm 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 wondering, I mean, you know, you keep better analytics than I do on this kind of stuff. Do you know like what roughly what percentage of your user base is on an ultra yet? Like how how easy would it be to target something to that and and not, you know, not be too too specialized? 
so, I mean, the ultra itself is certainly still pretty low. Um, so the ultra is, I think my analytics, 0.66% of people, I think. I think what's in, what's more interesting probably is if you cut out, so like the Series 3 is 18%. Um, and if oh, you wow. add like the Series 1, 2 to that, it's probably about 20%. So about 80% of people are using a watch that has the kind of modern uh, form factor, I would say. And then obviously the Ultra is pretty small as a proportion of those at this point, but it's only been out for four days. So that's pretty fair. Yeah, because my, my, my stats are the Ultra is almost beating the 38 millimeter. Like it, it, I, assuming the Ultra is the 205 by 251 uh, screen, it's the only screen I have unlabeled in my, in my analytics. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I have that at 2.6%. And the 38 millimeter at 2.8%. <laughs> so that I have almost, almost as many ultra users already as 38 millimeter users. <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect your stats are fairly skewed then compared to like, I'm pulling my stats out of uh, pedometer plus plus, which is a pretty, I think perhaps a slightly more general purpose uh, audience than you have. Then. Uh, almost certainly. <laughs> I think you're putting it I think gently. my 38 millimeter stats are at uh, 13%. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we are brought to you this episode by Rogue Amoeba. I love Rogue Amoeba. And Gadzooks, Rogue Amoeba, Rogue Amoeba Software is celebrating their 20th anniversary. That means two full decades making amazing audio apps for the Mac. If you're a podcaster, musician, or just someone who listens to audio on your Mac, Rogue Amoeba can make your life better. We personally, I'm using Rogue Amoeba Software right now. I'm Me almost too. always using it actually for something. Um, audio Hijack is, is my preferred app, and they have, they have, they have sound source which i'm also using a lot like and they have all sorts of other stuff smaller stuff like piezo i mean so many apps with rogue Amoeba. if you do anything loopback i'm using loopback right now i didn't even realize it there's so many things with rogue Amoeba that if you do anything with audio on the mac the chances are they have something that can that can make your life easier or you know make something possible that wasn't possible before or get rid of some like cables and you know complex hardware arrangements that you were doing before that you can now do 100% in software it is just fantastic with audio hijack you can record any audio from any app with loopback you can have extremely powerful audio routing without needing cables or mixers sound source is the amazing deluxe sound control that really should be built into mac os but isn't <laughs> so it's it's just great rogue amoeba has so much high quality software and they don't run constant gimmicky sales or discounts they charge fair prices all the time but in celebration of this 20th anniversary they're making the very rare exception of that for a very limited time to celebrate their 20 years in business you can get 20 percent off any purchase from rogue amoeba you don't need any coupon codes or special urls just go to their site and they, they know that nobody can spell rogue amoeba so they their domain name is macaudio.com, which will redirect you there so go now to macaudio.com to save 20 percent on anything from rogue amoeba it's only valid until the end of september so it's pretty close to over, so hurry up and go get there. Download free trials, then buy online to receive the discounted price. Congratulations to our friends at Rogue Amoeba on 20 great years. Visit them at macaudio.com now before the offer ends in just a few days. So our thanks to Rogue Amoeba for their amazing software that we rely on and have relied on for many, many years, and for their support of this show and Relay FM. Is there something else that I think is worth touching on with the with the ultra was some of the so overall my experience is that i'm like in love with this device i think it is amazing i and i love that it is an apple watch first and foremost that it is you know apple could have gone down the road of trying to 
like outdo Garmin, Koros, uh, Sunto, like those kind of very sports specific watches. And they could have tried to make the Apple version of one of those. And they didn't. Instead, they took an Apple watch and they made it more appropriate for that context. And so in doing that, like, you know, they didn't compromise any of the things that made it an Apple watch. Like you can, you know, you can do Apple pay on this. You can make FaceTime audio calls. You can do you know email and text messaging. You can do all the, all kind of workout tracking and health tracking. You know, it still has an ECG built into it, like all kinds of features that are kind of part of being an Apple watch. And they didn't change any of those, which I think is super great from a user perspective because the Apple watch is awesome. And this is now just like an Apple watch that I can take into the wilderness a bit, but you know, in a, in a more way. And it's, um, so that's exciting. And from a developer perspective, it's great that there's not like this new platform, this new environment that we have to now develop before where it's, you know, previously there'd be like watch OS and now there'd be like sport OS or something. And there'd be this new, you know, new framework or new thing that we have to learn. It's like, nope, it's all just exactly the same. And I think that that is amazing. And I'm so glad that Apple went down that road. Um, but it wasn't like the, in going through my review, like there were only two areas where uh, I think there were issues that stuck out to me as there, you know, there's software things that I think that and hope that Apple will be able to fix and change. Um, but I think we're, there were maybe some broader lessons that I think were worth talking about. And the first one of those is the way that they kind of implemented the action button um, initially. And so the action button, if you're not familiar, on, an, on a you know a traditional Apple Watch, there's two buttons. There's what's called the side button, which is like the slightly elongated one next to the crown, and then there's the crown, which is the wheel that you can push into this uh, push in as a button as well. And previously on all the Apple Watches, those are the only two inputs we had um, that you physical inputs. Uh, and then for an Ultra, they added a third button, which is the the action button, which is an orange button on the opposite side to the side button, and. It's interesting because at first I thought when I saw this that they would, you know, the way that they would implement that is that it's just available to apps as an extra input that you know, we could subscribe to notifications or however they technically do it. But somehow we would be informed when the user pushed that button and we can use it inside our app. And that isn't exactly what they did. Um, and as a result, it's kind of a weird situation. And honestly, for in some, at a few situations in the last three days where it was really frustrating to me because what they did instead is they made it so that you assign different, you, you assign a specific function to the action button in settings. And then it will do that action regardless of what's happening on the watch um, currently. And so as an example, you can set it to, you know, when you push the action button, it can start a workout, which is reasonable to some degree. Um, but And then what happens is inside of that app that has started the workout, if you subsequently press it, you get like subsequent events. But you only get those events, to, as far as I can tell, if you were set up as the app that they were going to start the workout in inside the action button. Like otherwise it goes and does its action um, instead, which it's really kind of ended up being really confusing and kind of inconsistent and led to something that is just one of those things that as a, as a software developer, I always want to kind of just mention and point out is that the last thing you ever want to do is like lose someone data or have, or even some ways worth is like where some ways worse is losing someone, something that they might think is special. Um, and this is what happened to me. So I'd, I'd configured my action button so that it would launch my hiking app and start a workout because I was testing that. Um, 
And so that's how I'd configured it, and it would work fine on my second day. On my third day, I was doing a battery test where I wanted to use Apple's built-in app in low-power mode, and I was going to go and hike 26.2 miles. Um, when I left, it was actually I was supposed to hike 24 miles, but as I got close towards the end, I was it ended up being like 25.6, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try and do a marathon. So I just walked around in circles for <laughs> half a mile at the end of a very long day. But anyway, I walked for 26.2 miles, which would have been a cool thing to have as a workout in my workout history. But halfway through my walk, about 17 or 18 miles into it, I bumped the action button. And you know what it did? It ended my workout in the main Apple Workouts app and started a workout in my app. Oh, no. <laughs> and... It's like, that's yes, terrible. that's how I configured it. But no, don't do that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, man. That's one of those things like, <laughs> like, I see why they design it that way, because they, they, you know, there are certain uses of this where you like, this is the same reason why they now have that option to get rid of the three, two, one countdown on the workout start, where like, yeah. you want to be able to like hit the button and know like, that is the exact start of what I am doing. And and so I see why this feature exists, but having that be the the, um, the default behavior when you already have a workout running, uh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. So so I think I, I definitely will be filing some feedbacks regarding this. And yeah. I think in, <laughs> like in my mind, like when you have an active workout running, pushing the action pushing the action button should just be the second you know sort of the secondary action for that app. Period. Like, don't kick, don't kick user out. I mean, I guess if you you can configure the action button to like start open, turning the flashlight on and off, and do these other things. But even there, it's like if you're in the middle of a workout, like you're in the middle of the workout, like that is the foremost primary action the user has said. Like, I am doing something. Don't interrupt that. Like, don't. And I think that was the sort of like as a developer, I just had this moment of like, oh no, I see exactly why they did this, and I've made mistakes like this myself. But you know. You never want to put a put a user in the situation that I found myself in, where I was just gutted that it's like, now I have two workouts. You know, I have a seventeen mile workout, and then I have a nine mile workout um, <laughs> in my workout history, and it's like that doesn't really matter. Like functionally, it's not a, it's not important. Like the you know the same amount of distance was tracked, all the my I got all my active calories and move goals and all the things. Like, but it doesn't quite look as nice in my history when I had, you know, to have this very not like that's the longest hike I think I've ever done that I can remember in my entire life. And now I have it in two segments rather than one. And it's <sighs> frustrating as a result. And so it's like a little warning as a developer is you always want to keep in the back of your mind, like, is there something that I need to make sure that I preserve beyond, you know, beyond anything else? And in this case, it's like things like streaks, things like you know, so this kind of like contiguous data are things that people really start to care about. And this, especially like the bigger and longer they get, you know, fair enough. If you interact, if I started a workout and I'm 30 seconds into it and I push the action button and it goes to the other app, like maybe that could make sense. But even still, like throw a little confirmation button and say, hey, are you sure? You know, before you, you know, do a destructive action, um, even if, especially for something like, you know, the action button is relatively easy to accidentally push because if you are using the crown or the side button it's on the opposing side of the device and so you kind of have to be careful with where you put your other finger to, to create side pressure yeah and this it also like and this is you know you, you said a few minutes ago like oh it doesn't really matter but no it does really matter like this kind of stuff people you know saying it doesn't really matter is like well there was a bug in you know in watch os where 
it it made me break my streak of closing my rings every day for the last two years and now you know that sucks like now i'm falling off the wagon because i'm i'm discouraged and i think this thing is working against me like that that those are strong problems and 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 i I don't know anybody who uses the apple watch workout feature regularly who hasn't at some point accidentally split or stopped a workout that was not complete yet and had this you know had this result of having like the this like two segment workout that they can never join which also suggests maybe you should be able to merge two workouts that were consecutively happening but you know that's (laughs) like you know obvious apple feature request but no this this stuff matters a lot but anyway so, you know, as as we are, you know, nearing the end of, of our 30 minutes here, I'm curious to, you know, my my impression so far of what you have said about the Ultra, and I think what most reviewers have said, is that it's not like the difference between, say, an Apple Watch and an iPhone, that it's it's more like the difference between a MacBook Air and a MacBook Pro in the sense that it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like the the Ultra is not massively different from using a regular Apple Watch. It's just a little bigger, a little more capability, a little, you know, a little a few exclusive features here and there, but for the most part, it's an Apple Watch but like 30% more of it. Is that roughly what we're looking at here? Yeah, I think that's fairly uh, accurate and appropriate. Actually, I think in, in from my perspective, I think that's really good that like it's not this transformative like reimagining of fitness because they think apple has gotten to a pretty good place with the apple watch and i think the ways the ways in which they pushed it out are really helpful and like they're meaningful changes but they're not they haven't gone in this wildly different direction you know like i think it's really good and a nice device for me to be able to really not have to think at all about um sort of babying it from a durability perspective for example like i mean i didn't care at all and just you know live my life in the wilderness and it's been great and i've since subsequently watched several like you know the classic like youtube video where people like try and break things on purpose and it's like always i always feel terrible for the device because (laughs) it comes out of this pristine box and then people just like whack it with hammers Um, i always wonder like who's paying for this like who's who is funding like i mean i hopefully they're not going to do some kind of like return scam or something but like so who's funding like is it really worth eight hundred dollars to make that video like are they gonna get that many hits like i i don't understand how this works yeah but the reality is like people were hitting the ultra with a hammer and it didn't break (laughs) which is one of those it's like i'm super excited that i just don't have to care about it like it's just not even in the I mean, I didn't particularly baby my Apple watches previously because I have some, like I have a drawer full of them for my development. So if I break one or something, it's not the end, you know, but that's not my situation. It's not, not typical, but as far as I can tell with the ultra, like it's functionally like indestructible in normal use that if I'm like, if I'm physically hurt, maybe my Apple watch is physically hurt. Like I like fell off a cliff, but in normal use, like just like whacking it into things, it's going to be totally fine. Um, and so they pushed it out there. They did push the battery life out, not like transformatively, like it just seems like the battery life is better, is better. Like it's, it's not like, you know, 10 times better. It's, I don't even know, like 25, 30, 40% better, depending on the context and depending on how you're using it. Um, and so like, that's great. And that's really appreciated. And I think something that is nice, but fundamentally, yeah, it is very similar. And it is, like you say, it's like an Air versus a, a Pro in the MacBook line. Like it's that sense of 
it's very familiar. It does a lot of the same things, but it just does them better. And it gives you a sense of confidence about using it that I think is nice, that I think there is, you know, I think of in the early days of the Apple Watch where Craig Hockenberry would swim in the ocean with his, I think, first generation Apple Watch. And I always thought he was just mad. And he just sort of had the sense of like, well, it's like this, I, you know, this device is here to serve, you know, to serve my needs and my activities, not the other way around. Like, I'm not going to baby it. And I've, I, more, more power to him. But for me, I was always like, Ooh, I, you know, it's a three, $400 thing. I don't want to just like break it. And I really feel nice that this device, like I really just don't have to. And it's great in this context where you can use it and just have great confidence that it's going to get to the end of a, a workout. Like, so, you know, related similarly to the battery life story is like this last summer, I went for a really long hike on the Isle of Skye in Scotland with my wife and Probably before this hike I did uh, a few days ago was one probably the second or third longest hike I've ever done, and I ran out of battery with like maybe a third of a mile to go, and it didn't quite save right, and so like that workout just like didn't like I was able to recreate it because I'm a developer so I like wrote an app to recreate the workout and save it even though it didn't actually save correctly but like that was really annoying and frustrating that I ran out of battery and it's like I'm pretty confident. I'm going to run out of, I'm like me personally, my legs will run out of energy before this thing runs out of energy. (laughs) If I start, if I start, you know, start it with a full charge at the start of a day, Uh, like that, that, that I'm the limiting factor, not the device anymore. And that is just cool and exciting and, you know, a fun thing to work, to work with as a result. That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm so happy to hear all of this, frankly, and and I'm so happy that you got to do this amazing trip, and that you're you're now a uh, vlogger, I believe. I guess so. Um, so congratulations on that as well. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, best of luck with your adventures with the Ultra if you have them. And we will talk to you in two weeks. Bye.